Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Looking around, I find the sea. I think I need a change. The rat race I want to flee, my world I'll rearrange. I'm getting back to the roots of how it's meant to be. Growing gardens, picking fruit, racing livestock, living free. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornborough, joined by... Your other host, Rachel Jamison. <laughs> Glad you're joining us today. Um, today we're going to talk about those crappy winter day gardening projects. Yes. Because, you know, when it's crappy and it's winter time, you want to do something for the garden. I mean, it's just the way it is, right? <laughs> right, right. And some of you are just starting winter, but winter has been here in the north for a little bit now. Here, We're getting the temperatures here. We're definitely getting the temperatures here. I mean, we haven't had a lot of snow like you guys have had up there at times, but we definitely got the cold a few times. Um, what's going on in your homestead? Um, homestead, what did I do last week? Lots of venison uh, harvesting and curing and stuff like that and um my little garden is going pretty good inside and uh this weekend i took a beef butcher class beef butchering class yeah so we harvested one steer in the field and brought it in and got it ready to hang and then we finished off two that had already hung and been aged so it was a very very busy weekend outside in the cold and um I'm a little sore. So now you know how to break down a cow, huh? I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I certainly can make it. <laughs> you took lots of notes, I bet, didn't you? Um, it was like I try not to be gruesome, but you don't really have um it would be messy to take notes, let's put it that way. Yeah, so, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, you yeah. have to try to take a lot of mental notes and should just set up a tri- tripod and put a camera on it and just videoed the whole thing. Yeah. What with the cold, my my phone was dying pretty quick. Yeah. The yeah. Cold. It was um think we had wind like horrible wind like wind advisories that day and then i think it was like 21 but it my phone said it felt like 14 mm, that's so fun it's really thankful that, yeah. for good outdoor gear <laughs> <laughs> but even then i got a little bit a little bit cold especially your hands your hands that's cold. good weather to process an animal in i mean you don't worry about bugs yeah. or anything like that when it's you're just, doing you know. a homestead harvest like that it's the best way because mm-hmm. you don't have big coolers and yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. So that's why they do it this time of year is when they do a lot of their butchering. It was so. So do you? How do you see that paying off for you in the future? Knowing for how to me do that in the future, um, I don't know if I'll ever have cows, but 
I like to know where my food comes from. That was kind of one of my biggest goals is I feel like if I'm going to eat it, I should be willing to be a part of that process. For me, that's just kind of where my head is. Um, I do think while I may not grow cows, it might be something where I help another friend. I have several friends with cows that are having issues getting animals into mm-hmm. a slot to get butchered at a USDA facility. So, I mean, <clears throat> I might not be professional or anything, but I could I could certainly help them turn it into hamburger and some roasts and steaks. Yeah. I'm not going to know all the <clears throat> special cuts. I don't remember. He told us, but wow, there's I, so much information. I'll but, tell you how that knowledge yeah. has paid off for me. And I mean, I learned how to do that at a real young age. And obviously I don't have cows here on urban homestead, but um, it's actually saved us a lot of money over the years because, right? because yeah. I know how to do the cuts. I buy bigger bulk, you know, exactly. pieces of you know cow and break them down myself and put them away. And it actually saves you a lot of money buying it like that and breaking it down yourself. Yeah. We do that now. Like, I don't know why it's so expensive to buy like hamburger, even conventional. I'm talking mm-hmm. like you go to the store, hamburger is usually the cheapest cut. When you go get pork, if you want to make pork sausage and you want it ground, that's really expensive for some yeah, reason. But you can buy sense. a whole piece bigger and you can grind it down. But that's kind of what we've done. The last few times we've gone and gotten a hog, we actually have bought, we we buy a lot of our meat through friends that raise them how we would like them raised. But we mm-hmm. would buy bigger chunks of it and bring it home and process it ourselves. And that's probably what we'll do. It saves us some money. It um, helps a lot of time it helps them out because all they have, they have to do very little to it to sell it to us. And right. Yeah. And honestly, if you can, if you can break down a cow, anything smaller breaks down in a similar way, only easier. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, that knowledge kind of transfers. Yeah. Then you get what you want. There's nothing added to it. You know, what is in your food to me? That mm-hmm. is, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's huge. Worth it's knowing. Huge. Yeah. Can't, can't take knowledge away from you. <laughs> it's always good to have. Yeah. Yep. I can lose a lot of things. I mean, you can lose knowledge, I suppose. It's eventually, but well, it's a skill. Like if you don't yeah. practice something, you do tend to lose even the. Yeah. 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 But I, yeah, we, I had a really good time. I built, and here's the other thing too, is um, I met people that live locally that I didn't even know exist. The young man that was teaching the class was mm-hmm. just so knowledgeable and really young. So I built community too. So, you know. Yeah, that's half the reason to go to something like that. Yeah. Health. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I didn't do a ton last week. I I did put last week's episode into practice a little bit and started cleaning up my uh, garage, my workshop, my barn area here. I actually started putting some tools away and cleaning stuff. And oh, that felt good. Felt good. Still not totally done yet but it felt good to, to start organizing some of my stuff you know so that was that was my uh other than the normal greenhouse stuff did harvest some uh, lettuce from some uh How's pots in my greenhouse doing did it completely die yeah it's gone did it yeah it gave up the ghost it's it's over oh dear <laughs> that's all right i, I kind of saw it happening i i didn't even think it would last very long anyway because i knew i wasn't going to plan on keeping the temperature up high enough to grow tomatoes you know but yeah um, that's a pretty yeah yeah that's tall order for a greenhouse with uh you know no insulation or anything small as yours is Mm -hmm. like i mean the bigger they are the more thermal mass they can have but when yeah right yeah yeah it's doing pretty good though i mean no water has frozen in there and it's been down to 14 degrees 
So, wow. I mean, it hasn't gotten too bad in there, honestly. Too bad for tomatoes, but not too bad for the for the flowing aquaponic system, which surprises me a little bit. I was kind of worried about that when it got that cold. I thought, well, we're going to find out pretty early if this is going to flow or not. And it didn't have any problem at all. Are you so, enjoying your little wood stove out there? I haven't built as many fires as you'd think. I've been so busy. Right. <laughs> I haven't really got out there. If I go out there and I'm actually going to spend some time out there, I make sure I get one going. But I, I just, yeah, honestly, I haven't. When it got really, really cold, I built some fires out there. But then it kind of warmed back up and it got in the 50s for a few days. And um, so it was about 85 in that greenhouse, you know, with 50. Yeah, it's done that here, too. The weather yeah. has been crazy. It's it, We got all that snow and it was really cold down to feels like five degrees. Just horrible. We got two and a half feet of snow. Then it all melted and was like 60 degrees. And now mm -hmm. it's back down and cold just all over the place, which has not been good for my allergies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the same. They can probably hear it in both of our voices. We, we yep. both sound all scratchy here, don't we? We're both trying not to cough into the microphone. Yeah, yeah. We both turned our heads a few times. And <laughs> well, that's the way it is. Um, well, it sounds like uh, we both had a somewhat beneficial, uh, productive yeah. uh, week there doing a few things. Um but, you know, in the wintertime when it's really nasty outside, we can't do things outside, but we just got a hankering for some gardening project. There are some things you can do. And uh, we're going to talk about that today. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoy the difference of, I mean, I love working in the garden. But when you're busy with the garden, there's some things you just don't have time to do. that are garden projects, right? Yeah. So yeah. wintertime is a great time to do those things. And something I've done because it seems like I've got this really bad habit of never having it enough and never making them, uh, never uh, using them the way I should is making garden markers. I always love to make those in the wintertime, but then I have a really bad habit of putting them out after I plant some seeds and then I forget what I have growing somewhere. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, it's so a, you it's make a thing. Yours, do you put the specific name on it? Because I see a lot of the cute ones I, and they say just they say tomato and it's like, well, I do. That's obvious. what I do. That's what I do. Well, that is obvious, but some things aren't. Um, and none of it's obvious when it's, you know, an inch tall. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so when I did my garlic this year, I planted three kinds and I did wood burning <clears throat> and I I um actually put the specific name on them because mm -hmm. that's what I'm notorious for is I planted yeah. three kinds of tomatoes and then halfway through the year, your stick, your marker fades and you can't read it anymore. Yeah. And you're like, which tomato was that? So you did what you burned, uh, would burn some last year? It is. It's my attempt. Uh, well, no, I did it for the first time this fall. Oh, okay. okay. So it's my attempt yeah. to hope that everything I've tried so far Halfway through the year, the marker fades and I can't. Yeah, I've had the same. Or I was wood burning on like the, um, oh, like the tongue depressor sticks, yeah, you know, yeah. like the, the wider ones. And man, it looked great. The problem with those was the wood burning lasted, but those sticks are not oh, uh, uh, good for weather and they just rot yeah. away like really fast. I mean, they're great because. They're yeah. compostable, but they're not great because they compost so quick that you, the season. Yeah, they yeah, went. That's what it, yeah. So that's what happened with my tomatoes is I had, you could read them, but they were on, what do you, what you were calling tongue. There's a better name for them, people, but we can't think of it. The tongue depressors. Um, I don't know the what they are. The tongue depressors yeah. or popsicle sticks. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they've faded. They've, mine fell apart before. Like I would pull it out of the ground and the whole bottom of it was gone. 
Yeah, yeah, they just rot away. I mean, they just out there and they'd be gone. I mean, you see a little, just what used to be a part of it sticking up out of the ground or something. Yeah, so I was hoping the wood burning. So this time, I actually, my husband, we had some tongue and groove that we installed in the house. Mm. And so we had some little pieces that are like odds and ends. And most of them are about at least half an inch thick. So I took those out to the chop saw, chopped them and made one end pointy and then yeah. I, I would burn down one end. So hopefully those last. I, I'm doing something similar. I'm actually using my laser engraver though, which bur- is a wood burner oh, okay. um, and it's, I'm doing the same thing, but I've also come up with another idea just recently. Um, well, and, and I've seen people take rocks and paint rocks oh, and yeah. paint it on the rocks, but I've also seen them do that with like, you know, heavier wood to paint it and then put, you know, actually paint it on there. But I thought, Wow, you know, this laser engraver I've got actually will engrave in like slate stone. Oh, and I thought, wow, I'll just really get some slate stone and you can just lay them in the garden. That's and cool. I like that idea. Yeah. And I think I just kind of thought of that here recently. I thought, I think that's what I might do is Don't just put it on some slate. gadget. <laughs> <laughs> but even you know if you just had if you don't have a laser engraver i mean you can take a wood burner a soldering gun and write on in wood pretty good i mean you could take some thicker pieces of wood and make you some stakes and and engrave it in or you could paint them and yep. and paint the letters on paint that lasts yeah it'll longer. actually hold yep. up pretty good i mean it'll last for a few seasons yeah yeah um, i know so, they have some special markers that you can use they, I, I don't think they work very good i've tried some i don't and, either so did i uh, yeah they just don't they still don't work and i've tried pencil right. i've tried pen i've tried marker none of it really holds up very so my well mar- my friend craig that i've talked about before that was my mentor said that if you use a like the the when I say a carpenter's pencil, it's mm-hmm. the ones that don't roll. They're flat. You have wide, to use yeah, like wide your flat. knife to sharpen them. Mm-hmm. He says that those work if you use wood and you write really like hard on them. Press he it says in there. That those yeah. do not. It's fade. possible. Now, I haven't I've tried, not tried that. that. Yeah, I've just tried regular pencil. I guess I pencil. should try it. Yeah. I like something works. a little more permanent these days. I keep thinking stuff I don't have to redo, remake. But right. I think I, I'm think i going to do the stone thing. But I mean, I've definitely been working on the making them out of wood with the with the engraver and the burner. But I think I might try the, the slate yeah. stone and see <laughs> how that looks. Yours are going to look prettier than mine. Mine are all freehand. Yeah, I can actually I put am. a little picture on there with my laser engraver and the word and make it all like really fancy and stuff. That's fun. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to do a – I think I'm going to buy a kit with the – that you can attach – I, I actually have a wood burner, but you can attach things like the actually put – Letters that are a little more legible, and you don't have to. Yeah, you, did you put a link? Those that the links you put in. I did. It, I for did. letters I and that, yeah. I think I'm going to do that for myself, just because some of them, like I said, I'm actually trying to put the actual breed on there. Too. So it basically like just heats growing, that. It basically yeah. just heats an elephant up and brands it in into yeah, it's the basically okay. Branding the wood. Yeah. Okay. So if okay. I, I think if I like for my for example, I had three kinds of tomatoes. I only grew three time, times this year, but I got my orange jazz. And another orange one mixed up because my sticks decomposed in my garden. And um, <laughs> so then I had to go research online and look at pictures and decide which one was which. So I'm actually, I actually, I'm going to Woodburn OJ, you know, so I know it was the orange jazz. You don't want to flip them over and put the Latin name on one side. and the- That would be a lot of letters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh but yeah. I think I'm going to, I'm, that's my goal. It's like one of my organizational goals, trying to be a little bit, if I 
do the work up front, maybe I won't be, it'll, excuse me. If I do the work up front, maybe I will save myself time in the long I, run. I actually seen this guy, he runs a permaculture nursery guy I follow on YouTube and he makes, he takes um, old pop cans and cuts them out, lays them flat, cuts strips out of them, makes little tags. And then he just basically takes whatever pencil or whatever, but you groove it into the, into the tent, into the metal, the aluminum. And it, uh, so it don't go away, obviously. And it's written in there. And then he just punches a little hole in it and ties it on stuff. He does it with trees and, you know, his old nursery trees and things and plants and stuff he's doing it with. But yeah, I mean, something like that, you could hang that from a stick or something, you know, and, and stick That's it out in your garden. That's a good idea. I bought tags like that. They're copper. Mm-hmm. With copper, yeah, a copper tag. I did that out at my orchard to mm-hmm. label all my trees, and it's the same thing. You press in, and it won't go away because it's indented into the metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that with my fruit trees, so I could remember which kinds were which. There's a lot of different ways you could make some markers, and but I like and, the idea of using a can just because it's thrifty. Yeah, yeah. You're using something that's getting Cycling. thrown in the trash anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that'd be good stuff there. Um, another thing you can do besides garden markers is just sketch out your garden layout, figure out yeah. what you're going to change, where you're going to put things. I mean, if anybody's like me or most gardeners, I think are, we're always looking to expand and change and move things around or add something new, you know, get, get the graph paper out and and sketch out, you know, kind of a, a, a close to scale layout of your property where you got trees and garden beds and you're, you know, m- might put a guild in here and, you know, a more natural area over here for butterflies or whatever. I mean, just, However you're going to do it, you can really sketch that out and, uh, and uh, you know, get your layout down. It's a good time to really think through those things and where you're going to plant what and why you're going to plant it there. And really think about the sun and the wind, the microclimates and the, you know, just all the elements and all the things and really sit down and think it out and really plan out your garden. You can do that with some graph paper. You can also do it with, in a lot of digital ways too. There's a lot of online tools yeah, that is. you can use to, <laughs> to kind of sketch out your property. Matter of fact, I linked, I put a link um, down in the show notes. Uh, and this is an article from freepermaculture.com and it's 13 free tools for garden uh, design. So nice. there's some digital tools in there. So, yeah. 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 I mean, you can do something like I, what well, I did in years past, because I'm not as computer savvy as some, and I like to actually draw things and stuff, is I have actually used graph paper, outlined my backyard, and then I use like a, one of those clear sheet. So oh, yeah, yeah. In, and then you can draw several different ones instead of erasing all the time and just kind of decide where you want things that way. And it, um, you can overlay it. Yeah, I've seen people use like the like the the pictures from like Google Earth zoomed yeah. in, and they'll do things like that, and then draw it on there and print that That's out. That's what and, I did. That's yeah, what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I printed it off and I shoved it in there. I've done it with our property too. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper does not do twenty acres justice. So yeah, you got to have a big printer. Go up now. Yeah, you could go up to a print shop, and it probably isn't that much to get a big. You know, a big yeah, thing made, true. and I bet it would just be a few bucks, and have them put that on a big, you know, something big right. that you could really—you almost have to lay on it, put it, spread it out on a table, you know, kitchen table or something, and get to work on it. But it, it'd be kind of neat to have something like that. Then it'd be cool to like frame it and hang it up, and you're done. And... It would be cool. I mean, and even in your yard, <laughs> if you're small like we are, you know, you can get pretty detailed and bring yeah. your garden up into 
yeah. into sections too, and then put it all together. You can break down every guild and the different kinds of plants you're going to put around yeah, these trees yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, you could do a lot of really neat stuff. I mean, a full I, permaculture I design, really. Of, yeah, I think you could have a lot of fun with it. I tend to have a lot of fun with that all winter long and kind of play out different. Do I want this here or there? And think about it all winter to try to. Yeah. Yeah. Put it put it on paper, put it in, on a computer, whatever, get it down. And it's a good time to do that when you're, you know, I consider that garden work. It's stuff that you, you want to do. I mean, it's going to help yeah. you be a better gardener. What better day to do that on than a crappy winter day, right? Exactly. I mean, and things <laughs> change in your yard, like you were saying. I mean, my your neighbor's tree grows. Your neighbor puts up a garage. So your sunlight and everything <clears throat> changes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, there's people who listen to this podcast that don't have winter and they're thinking, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> they do have off seasons, though. They get what, yeah, rainy yeah, yeah. seasons. Yeah, you get a nice rainy day. That's, that's when you're going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. You can also make a list of your garden supplies you need to get. Uh, I know I fail at this every year and then I end up doing a whole bunch of running in the spring to get all the things I don't have right. because I didn't make a list and I didn't get them ordered or didn't get them bought when I should have. And then I'm scrambling, you know, to try to get this and get that and do this, you know, and, and get my seeds in the ground and do all the things. And it's just one thing I didn't have to do. I could have made my list on one day or actually ordered them online or something one day right. or while you're at a, a nursery or something, pick them up through the winter uh, know what you need before you need it. Right. That is a really good because things change too. Like this company, this local store might carry something this year and then next year they're not carrying it. And yeah. that could still happen, but it's nice to do it before instead of that scramble. Cause I do the same thing every year I scramble and it's like, Oh, I forgot to pick up seed trays and mine are falling apart or. I, I felt really. I felt really good this last winter because I actually had, I actually ordered all my hoops. I actually bought hoops and my row cover and I had all of it already bought and put it and waited. I was just waiting for it, you know, and I already, I, I got, I was proactive on that and I got it. And of course there was 50 things I wasn't, but that one I felt really good about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, but, that's a great way to do it. Well, like you've mentioned it. And so I need to order some, um, it was in your show notes from last week, but <clears throat> this certain person that has better seed trays and i'm like yeah yeah the, those, you know uh, now i'm escaping me with the right. name of it now but and then next on the list you have make your seed list which you have a link in here to one of your i think it's one of your blogs yeah yeah uh, yeah the best seed companies for, and it, in that post i have each one of them companies have the where you go to to get their free seed catalog there's right. a few of them on their online catalogs, but most of them in there actually have a uh, a mail out catalog they send to you for free. So get those in the mail. If you have not done that yet, go to that blog post and get signed up for those and get them on the way because it, those are just great to have. I mean, when the day comes when you're going to want to sit there and flip through and kind of figure out what you want to plant, uh, figure out what seeds you need to get. So have all those catalogs 
ordered and ready and yeah you'll get yeah. most of them for free there's baker creek has a one that you one free one yeah. they also have a paid one that you can buy that's yeah. honestly worth getting i it think is. um it's a really nice catalog um but the free one's great too and you get get all the free ones for sure if you're not gonna do anything else yeah their their catalog's definitely like almost like a coffee table catalog <clears> the <throat> pictures are so beautiful <laughs> yeah yeah and not just seeds you you know you added on here you know Think about what tubers you need, your your starch, your trees, bushes. Go ahead and start thinking about all that stuff you're going to want to buy, you know, or or start ordering it. Put your orders in. A lot of that yeah. stuff, they won't even ship until the time's right anyway. Yeah, so, you can also split up your costs that way if you mm -hmm. pay for some, you know, a little bit here and there instead of this huge purchase in the spring. But, I mean, you're planning your your yard and your gardens anyways that that's a great time for you to decide what kind of tree or bush that you want to put and buy. Yeah. You added in there something I didn't even think about and that's barter and trading. Um, I mean, I assume you're just talking about getting with other people with seeds and having, yeah. you know, yeah. seed swaps and yeah. Yeah. It's a really good time to do that. I mean, I think I, I think somebody is mailing me some elderberry cuttings right now. So. <laughs> Supposed to be there today, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a great time to sit and I mean, um, Right now, one of the groups, I'm in, I'm in a really small group that's based out of Michigan, and we're all putting together a list of things that we have that are extra that we want to barter within the group and trade. And Great. now's the time to sit and go, okay, what do I have extra of to share with somebody? Walking onions or mm -hmm. um, I have I have uh, ashwagandha seeds, you know, some of these ones that are a little bit harder to find. You, you ain't going to try to get people to take your comfrey that... that I actually have people that want my crazy comfrey. Do they know it's that kind of comfrey? Yes. I explain um, to them that okay. you will not control it no matter how yeah. hard you We got try. two different kinds of comfrey and you're kind of, I don't want on my property. <laughs> I know. I need to get, so I I don't even know if I want it on my new 20 acres. So I'm working on getting the other variety to plant yeah. in my tree guilds. If there. I was pasture raising animals, I would absolutely want it. Yeah, you know? see, that's why I'm, yeah. but I'm not going to, I'm going to wait. I'm still thinking about it. I have all the time in the world to, um, yeah. to move what I have because I have thousands of babies every year. And so yeah, I just need, I need to got find it. If you want it, you just need to put, you know, yeah. some in a pot and then conceal it to where it can't blow any seeds out and hang on to that pad with no cracks. That's the only way it's not going anywhere. <laughs> and then put it, a little bubble over it. So the yeah. screen, screen it in with like really fine screen. Like you put a screen door so it can't get any wind to it or any. Consider the kind of comfrey that I have comparable to the goat. It'll get out. Yeah. It will get, there is nothing that will keep it in. <laughs> yeah. So, and but, comfrey is my favorite plant. But not that kind of comfrey. <laughs> <laughs> I have the wild kind that spreads by seed and root. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I need to get some cuttings from you or some friends because I yeah, want. Yeah, I would have sent some. I I, would, I didn't even think about that. I would have put that in the box. <laughs> yeah, I want some more containable kind to put in my fruit tree guilds. I'll hook you up with some for sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it's a great time to to everything seeds, everything plants. Just get set yeah, down, yep. figure out what you want, get the catalogs. You know, just. Get, Get those things ahead of time, you know, don't wait till the last minute. And also, who knows? I mean, we don't know the current situation. We don't know if when spring gets here, are you going to be able to get seeds? Is there going to be a shortage? Right. Uh, I mean, there has knows? been, I don't want to call it a shortage, um, 
but because I believe probably because homesteading has grown by leaps and bounds in the last few years, you're having people, uh, the seed companies are having a hard time keeping yeah. up and, and well, specific breeds that people absolutely love um, are going out of stock pretty quickly. There's a lot of fear-based purchasing too. People yeah. get them yeah. because they don't know what's coming, you know, so don't wait till the last minute, I guess. Is- yeah, definitely. If you can order now, I mean, stiff stuff like your fruit trees. So last year I did order my fruit trees in December. Not so much for fear that they were going to go up, but I knew the price would probably go up, which they mm-hmm. did. They went up like 40% from when I purchased yeah. them, but they didn't mail them till four months, five months later, but I purchased them. So, you know, you can do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever just open up your seed drawers and just look at your seeds in the middle of winter and go, oh, what's that? And just kind of go through them and think about planting. And Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> pet them like a pet. No, I don't have seed drawers. I have boxes and boxes full of seeds yeah. well, and i do have my one drawers for some of them but yeah i i, I think i said on the last episode i put mine in those uh filing yeah. uh, boxes and open them up and i can go through the files and i'll pull them out and I'll, oh i got plenty of these and i don't have so many of these and i start taking an inventory mm-hmm. on what i have and yeah it's nice to see what you have and how old they are i always have the dates on them because yeah. i'm thinking well those are probably getting where they're not going to germinate very good so i need to replace some of those and you know, I start, I mean, I just, I do an inventory. It's a good time to do that as well. Yeah. I had my pea seeds, which are kind of old that I tried to start in my indoor garden. Um, they didn't germinate mm. and I knew they might not cause they were pretty old, but yeah. Um, yeah. I keep my bigger seeds like a uh, corn and, um, bean seeds. I keep those in a filing cabinet. Yeah. Jars. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great time to, uh, to, Think seeds. Think what. Think about what you're going to grow. Think about getting all that stuff. So, uh, you added in here to. We talked about this last week. Um, it's one of the things you can do as far as taking care of things, sanitize and clean your 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 trays and your gardening tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great time to do that. I mean, it's going to have to be done. Why wait till spring and when you're busy? Yep, it's a perfect time to do it. And um, and you can inspect them too and see if you need to order them. You know, are they cracked? Because sometimes you don't realize how cracked and brittle they are till you start yeah. washing them because they get brittle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they they absolutely do. I got all kinds of pots. You, I, I, you know, I'll buy these cheap plastic pots because they're cheap and you get big ones yep. really affordably because big giant pots cost a lot of money. Yes. So if you want to, so when I buy big ones, they're usually those cheap ones. Well, after about two years in the sun, them things are so brittle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what ha- even the really good ones. I bought decent ones, which is why I'm interested in buying these other ones to see if they last longer. I paid a little bit more money for some 1020 trays, which are for everybody. Those are the when you go to the store and they have the seed or the seedlings. Those are those 1020 trays. They're like they're basically 10 by 20 inches. You know, say 10 by 20 them. inches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I bought some more expensive ones. And instead of lasting a year, they did last three. Yeah. They're they're getting brittle and falling apart. The sun yeah. beats on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think it's a better investment to buy the ones that are a little bit more expensive and they just hold up a lot better. I mean, them yeah. cheap ones are I mean, if that's all you can afford and it'll get you started, yeah. do it. Get them. Totally. Yeah. I mean, if you just think about now if you have to, if that's all you can get, it's all you can get. Um but if you get the money and you, you start thinking ahead and you know, thinking you're gonna wanna use stuff for a few years yeah definitely it's worth the investment yeah. to are get you some bigger those stuff. gifts for christmas mm-hmm. there you go yeah yeah there you go uh what do you have in mind on organizing your garden supplies 
Well, for me, I have, I don't, I think, you know, you and I have this, um, we have lots of them and we've talked about how we have them in totes. So I have like, I have row cover, I have shade cloth, mm -hmm. I have um, clothes pins that I use for those. And I don't know, I have, you know, just all sorts of little things. I have, um, I do have a pH tester that has little tablets, just all those things, organize them and have them ready so that when spring comes, you're not looking for, like I have done so many times, which, which one of these 12 totes is my shade cloth in? Which yeah. one is my row cover in? And, and you're taking them all down and you're wasting time. So I, I, I had an experience like it this year. I had a box of those tomato clips yeah. somewhere and I couldn't find them. I didn't know where they were. And I was getting yeah. ready to order me another box. And then I just happened to run across them like, oh, there they are. But if I'd have been more organized, I'd have knew right where those were. Yeah. So we're working on that. And I think I talked about the QR in our last episode. Yeah. You know, yeah. The QR. And there's several ways to organize it, even if you just write on the outside of the box. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, just doing all that, going through it, organizing, see if you need new tomato clips. Because what if you broke several and you don't have enough? Um, if your row cover got tore, maybe you need new or you need to repair it. Yeah. I use tomato. Tr I use trellis a lot because my yard's pretty small. Mm -hmm. And I use... Um, like this fabric tomato trellis. Um, and sometimes it that stuff lasts forever, but it has, some of mine has started to go brittle after like six or eight years now and I need to buy new. Yeah. So, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Know where it's at and know if you need to get more or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now the next thing is something you and I, we are, this is definitely what we do in the wintertime. Of course we do it. If you're a blogger and a podcaster, you're kind of doing it year round, whether you intend to or not. But I tend to do a lot of reading, studying, research, watching stuff, learning stuff. I do a lot of that in the wintertime, a lot more than I do in the summer, for sure. Yeah. Breaking out the books. and It's just uh, easier in the winter. I mean, where we are, our gardens go complete. I mean, if you're like in Hawaii, you're not going to probably experience this. But where we are, we get snow, everything dies, and you basically have, you know, two to four maybe even longer up here it's sometimes five and six months of mm -hmm. time that you don't you're not in the garden at least for the most part and so that's when i do a lot of a lot of reading and research and and um, some of us for fun some of us because we just enjoy yeah, reading yeah. about that stuff you know but also i get specific sometimes i mean if I'm growing a certain plant and I don't know a lot about right. that plant or a tree i've just planted this last year and i'm like okay i need to know how to prune that i need, i might find stuff you know, that's very specific on that plant or tree or bush and try to learn all I can about that, you know, and yeah, exactly. um, I do yeah. a lot of that in the wintertime. Watch just try some to... YouTube channel of mm -hmm. some expert that does it. Um, it's a time to maybe find somebody locally that does it and, and learn from them. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, we don't have to do that now. We just skills. invite somebody on the podcast that knows about yeah. it and we get free teaching that way. So it works out pretty good. It's a great way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we, I mean, and it's just a time to build your community and um, learn some skills that yeah. in the summary, at least for me, and I know for you in the summer, I don't have as much time to build skills and such because it's, it's just yeah. busy with working. It's got a lot going on. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um. Winter is just the time for us to do that. and um, Unless you can get that community to come and help you pull weeds and you can right. have some time together while you're doing that. <laughs> that would be great. Like a community weed. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> Somebody does that. You can call us or uh, yeah, contact us. We'll have you on the podcast so we can organize that locally. <laughs> well, yeah, but we'll have you in person on the podcast because that way you can pull some weeds before we have the chat. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great time to gather free resources. And what do we mean by that, Rachel? I meant like um, cardboard and pallets and paper. Like if you use cardboard mm-hmm. in your walkways and. Yeah. Um, it takes a while to gather. I mean, some boxes are better for composting than others. Like I, we just got a weird, we got an Amazon box and it was all colored and white and had printing all over it. I I probably wouldn't compost that or use that in my garden, but the right. generic brown ones, mm-hmm. um, it's just yeah. a great time to, because it takes a while to save them. Unless you're going to go find a resource and, where you can get a bunch at one and time. And as you me, get them. I just slow them. Yeah. A little hint too, as you get one or two or three at a time, go ahead and remove the tape and the stickers. Don't just pile them up and then try to do all that at once because that is a lot of work getting all them stickers and tape off of a big pile of boxes that you're going to lay down. You know, that's a lot. It takes forever. Do it one at a time as you get them and it goes a lot smoother that way. Yeah. And pallets, I mean, you have, Mm -hmm. I should have looked for it and researched it, but I know that you have a blog post on which pallets work better. And so maybe, yeah, we talked about that and shared that before. Yeah. And, um, so it takes a while to resource the probably some clean pallets that you actually would want to use for. Well, anymore, most of them are are heat treated and they're not chemical treated, but it's still, depends on what they've had sitting on them. If it's been something that's been leaking on them or something too, you want to look for stains and things like that. Yeah. And depending on how many you use, it might take you a little bit to get good ones. Like I I see them a lot of the time on the road side of the road that are Mm -hmm. free, but a lot of times those are broken. So it depends on what you want to use it for. You know, it's just a good time to start gathering and And you're going to start looking a little bit like a hoarder, but you know, that's how it goes. But, but be thinking about this too, through the winter, Keep your eye on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace for free things that you think you could possibly use. People give away things that yep. all the time that, uh, I mean, uh, sometimes you see people giving away like, you know, maybe they've cut down a you know an oak tree or a tree that yeah. you want. And you think of firewood, but maybe you want to make like mushroom logs out of those or something. You know, you could sure. go get those and, and be free source of that stuff. I mean, there's just always... Right people are always giving away things, you know, free cycles, another one. Leaves and just so much stuff that um, as homesteaders, we can kind of start to hoard and then use in the spring. Yeah. Um, Or it's nice if you got a shed or something, you could pile or garage, you could pile that stuff up in, you know, (laughs) but yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately it does start to feel like you've got a lot of stuff hanging around. Um, Yeah, for sure. They do use, it does save money and, um, helps the environment and yeah when i was uh building my uh, pallet beds years ago and i was kind of bringing in these pallets and i had this huge pile of pallets back here behind my garage and i was thinking yeah that's something you have to consider because you're gonna have to pile those things up somewhere before you get to building your project you know and i had it it looked kind of bad for you know a few weeks while i was piling them up you know until i started building my beds out of them but it worked really well and saved me a ton of money but there's a trade-off there, you know, so. Right. And I mean, and the reason everybody thinks, I guess the reason I said to look for like pallets, not so much cardboard, but pallets is because my husband's work gets a considerable amount of them in, mm-hmm. but it's a battle to beat people to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what everybody's doing with them, but my yeah. husband tried for weeks to get us, get, get uh, some and. 
there was somebody always beating him to the pile because yeah. they're taking him home. I don't know if they're burning him or if they're probably signs yeah. or what they're doing with yeah, him. But yeah. they they aren't as easy sometimes to find. Well, like, yeah, ever since lumber, yeah, ever since the price of lumber skyrocketed, yeah. yeah, pallets are getting harder to find. So if you find a good source for some free pallets, it's yeah, yeah. hang on to that if you can. <laughs> Because they're worth getting your hands on for sure. I see people selling them now. People getting big truckloads of them and selling them. Really? Yeah. Wow. Not well, for a while. That kind of moves into our our next one, where it was have a list of places where you can source things. Because hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yep. I mean, just knowing, okay, I can go to this place and this place to get compost. I can go to this place to get pallets. I can go to this place to get mulch, or I can call this place and they'll deliver mulch yeah. from trees they took down. You start lining that up and you might even get those delivered through the winter time too. Uh, get a hold right. of them. You know, they're out cutting trees all winter, usually because of power lines and whatnot. You know, they got to have a place to dump that stuff. So maybe they'll bring it out and dump it on your property. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's stuff you can do instead of waiting till you need it. I'm speaking from experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, instead oh, yeah. of waiting till you need it, trying to find, you know, somewhere local to get all this is, um, and it doesn't yeah. have to be local, but usually, especially these more heavy items like compost, yeah. it's usually cheaper to get locally than it is and to like ship it and stuff. It's not just figuring out the places too. Go ahead and figure out how much you're going to need. Um, how much compost are you going to need for your garden? If you're not making your own compost, you're going to have to go buy it all. How much do you need? How much mulch are you going to need for your garden paths or whatever? Go ahead and figure that out. I actually wrote it. Matter of fact, I'll put it. I don't have it in the, these notes that we've done already. I'm a, I'll add it to the notes. I wrote a blog post um, a few months ago on how to calculate exactly how much compost you need for your garden. Oh, uh, I have to go read that. Yeah, and, and I have it. It's actually got a calculator in there, so you just punch nice. in. You just punch in the width, you know, length and width of your. Yeah. It'll automatically tell you how many. It'll break it down in bulk load. It'll break it down, like how many tons, or it'll break it down in um, uh, bags, like forty pound bags for you. So I have nice. it's a calculator I put in there that does all that down for you. So go ahead and figure out how much compost you need, and and go ahead and have that ready to go. So you know right. when the time comes, you can get that down. So. Yeah, and it also helps like the supplier instead of that crazy spring rush. You kind of if we all we kind of can keep them a little bit busier through the winter and yeah, yeah, absolutely. But having that stuff ready is just I don't know about where you guys live, but where I live, spring arrives when it feels like it. It's never <laughs> on time, I and mean, we can have spring start a, anywhere from March. Yeah, and then it's a mad rush. Some years <laughs> it doesn't start until the end of May. I mean, yeah, we just never know, and so it, it's. Yeah, it's funny, too, because everybody's always so anxious around here when it's not it's still definitely not ready to be gardening yet. Right. But yeah, everybody's in there buying everything already, you know, getting ready for it. And it's kind of funny. People are out planting their gardens before they, you know, knowing there's going to be, you know, 20 more days of freezing temperatures. <laughs> right, right. They went and bought all their tomato plants, but. I've jumped the gun before. I, I, now well, I'm, a little, I I'm definitely a little I more patient to. now. I just like, eh, I'm away. I'm away. <laughs> 
Well, that's one of the reasons why I have a row cover is because I get a little impatient. Yeah. It buys me a little time, not I, a ton. I've had to completely replant a garden before. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I'm talking plants. Like I grew them in my greenhouse, started them, had plants, put them outside, didn't get them covered up and everything. Oh, no. Yeah. Just didn't get on it one day when I was had to be gone. And uh, yeah, it hit it and killed everything. And I had to completely start over. Wow. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. So I've yeah. been there. <clears throat> we get ex- we get anxious. We get excited to get our hands yep. in the dirt. That's why we need to do these things. The, the, have these days, you know, through the winter that kind of keep keep us fulfilled a little bit, so we don't get so antsy in the springtime. <laughs> well, that's part of the reason that kind of grows and goes into our next one is growing food indoors. That's part of the reason yeah. why I grow inside, not just because I enjoy eating fresh food, but because. Man, I just need to work my fingers into it, some soil. It scratches the itch, don't it? Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. I mean, you just you got you got to be growing something all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, we did an episode, uh, episode 161 yeah. here a while back on indoor vegetable gardening. Go check that out if you didn't catch it. We talk all about growing your food indoors, you know. So there's a lot of ways to do it that aren't difficult. So, you know, we just wanted to put that out there that, that's absolutely something you can do on a crappy winter day is grow yes, some is. food in your house. I mean, it's, it's absolutely doable. Yeah, uh, it is. Yep. So it's something worth doing. Um, I also think it's, if you're not composting, it's a great time to get started with vermicomposting in your house. People think I don't want to compost in my house, but it actually doesn't smell. If you do it right, it doesn't have any stink. It's not like messy or anything. You can actually buy, I, I put a link. I just found this one too. It's a link I put. You'll have to check it out, Rachel, if you can see it. There, that Vermi hut, Verma hut in there. If you look at the picture of that, I think it looks really neat. I hadn't actually seen one of those before. It's a five tray worm compost bin. Now you can make your own. Uh, you'll want to, if you go onto YouTube, look for the flow through design. Uh, it's a little bit. Oh, that's uh, not a bad price either. No, I'm mean, at a hundred bucks, uh, but. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it looks like it's a pretty big vermicomposting uh, stack there. And it looks like it catches the uh, the, the worm juice, which would be That's... really valuable in a garden. Yeah. So it has so a spigot on it. See, I do not. I made an attempt to do this once and it didn't go well. But you do this. And well, I don't do it in the house now, but I'm thinking I might I might get that um, that compost bin there and try it in the house. I actually have an old bathtub I converted into one. Uh, they stay alive through the winter. See, because here I think they would freeze. They're not active, but they're alive. Okay. Yeah, they're not real active, though. Yeah, they need okay. some heat. Um, but yeah, uh, thing is, you can collect your kitchen scraps. Get you one of these uh, little compost buckets to uh, to throw your scraps in. Now, those are really nice. You can put them in any bucket or whatever. But if you want to let them sit there a couple of days, those actual buckets that are made for it, and I'll put a link in the show notes, they actually have a charcoal filter on the top of them. Mm-hmm. with a lid and it will it will um, keep the smell down if you if you think there's going to be any smell or i've never smelled ours we got one and i've never smelled anything coming from it and i take it out there and dump it in the the vermicompost or the regular compost with that and we just collect all of our scraps and it's a good time to do that be thinking about learning about worm co- compost bins you can build one like i was getting to say a minute ago um look on youtube for the what's called the flow through designs and you use uh just totes to make them and what's good about those is it's easier to harvest the uh, the worm castings. So uh, through a flow through design, you can actually just take a, a a tote and throw your food scraps in it and throw your worms in there and make it. But it's a lot harder to to harvest the castings out of a system like that. 
but if you build the uh the flow through design it's a little bit better um is so it similar to the one that you posted for amazon Absolutely. Those are those are more of a rotation style, I think. Okay. And so I think you still have to sh uh, sift through the, uh, the to get the castings out. Um, okay. Where a flow through, you just have to see. I keep, I don't even want to try to describe it on on the podcast because you know words. Okay. <laughs> right. um, it's really something you have to see. It's like you use two totes and you kind of set them inside of each other, and and you can just empty the castings out that way. The the castings will fall through into the bottom one. Uh, but it's a it's a pretty simple design, but it works better for harvesting the casting. So it's a better one to build. It's the I, one I, I built when I was doing it in the house, doing it in the house. But then I just moved that out there into the um, yeah to the bathtub setup house, I made. Uh, square footage is a premium in your, in your house. yeah it is. We right. like to well I was actually doing it in the basement, but I don't like going down there all the time. So I just like ah um, you know. Um, I put it next to my food that I'm growing in my basement. I'm I'm out there every day anyway. Yeah, I mean it would uh, probably would work really really zero. well. Yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah. Uh, have it right there too, and be able to take advantage of the castings right there in your um, you know, especially if you get. I know you usually set up like a seed starting uh, tent in the I spring, do, don't yeah. you? So you could yeah. actually use them castings right in that to get your seeds. You know, I don't so. have a greenhouse as much as I would like one. I don't have one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I before I had one, inside. I didn't build a tent. I just took over the kitchen table. <laughs> right. That would be great. I, I mean, think that we're, do you have anything else to add? I mean, no, I think that kind of, I mean, there's probably other things you could be thinking about as far as just garden day activities. I think this is a good start. This will keep yeah. you, I mean, I guess if you live in Michigan, you might have more crappy winter days than the average person. But, you know, this is probably enough things for the most people. Well, this is the garden <laughs> stuff. I mean, there's other things I do. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know. These are things that will keep your mind on gardening, keep you active for yeah. the garden on, you know, a day when you can't really do anything else for your garden. You know, you want to, yeah. you got to hanker for some garden activities. It's too nasty to do it. Yeah. Pick up one of these things and run with it. Um, I look out my garden and it's got four feet of snow on it. I did. There was a couple things in the uh, links that you added that I wanted to ask you about. Now oh, we were okay. talking about cleaning the trays and last yes. week we had talked about using peroxide to clean the trays. And I assume that's why you put that link in the show notes for the difference between a food grade peroxide and a, like a regular peroxide. Yeah. And the, the reason I put that in there is because I didn't know if we had any people that were ascribing to be organic growers, like certified or. Okay. If they're going to the farmer's market and saying that they um, grow organically, I don't know. It's up to you, the listener, but there there is a difference between food grade peroxide and the Do you use the, the food grade peroxide to clean your trays? I do. I a little goes even, a really long way. I think it's I, 1 to 11. I'm going to admit that I didn't even know there was a food grade peroxide. Yeah, they use they use some additives and stabilizers in the brown stuff where the food grade is just pure. Okay. It's good to know. I, I didn't, I didn't realize and I didn't that. Know, I mean, you know, there's some things that I use that aren't exactly organic. I try to be as clean as possible, yeah. but I just thought I'd give people the information if they wanted it. Yeah. And yeah. now I, yeah, the way I do it, I mean, I'm spritzing them. It's drying. It's setting for weeks before I ever put anything in right. them anyway. Exactly. It probably yep. isn't an issue the way I was using it, but I didn't know there was a food grade peroxide. Well, so I think use, I will look into that actually. Yeah. And some people use them like if some people will have issues with mold when they're growing microgreens mm -hmm. and so use peroxide. Yeah. This yeah. would definitely be probably maybe a little bit. Well, I've seen option. you link to an article on the difference uh, yeah. between the yep. food grade versus a regular uh, for plants. So that could be really useful. Go check that out, folks. You have a uh, link in here for the almanac. 
and because yeah. of some layouts. Yeah, they had a bunch of different garden layouts. I thought that were great for especially for beginners and you're yeah. feeling just totally overwhelmed. If you just want something that just has here's the layout of, you know, this little garden with some cabbage and I mean, sometimes it's nice when you're just starting and overwhelmed to just yeah. have somebody just tell you what to do. Have some ideas for a garden layout, yeah. And yeah. then you can just yeah. consider things, yeah. And I I have a link to a blog post I wrote on planning your spring. Actually, that is a blog post, but it's also a podcast that I did a long time ago on planning okay. your spring garden. So it just talks about some different design elements and things to consider uh, when yeah. laying out your garden. Um, you also have a planner in here from Clyde's Garden Planner. Yeah, it's like a slide. So you find your last frost date for your area. So it works for all grow zones. Okay. And it will tell you when to start plants inside or outside. It's pretty handy. I got a, as a gift for a couple of friends that were starting gardening um, and for my mom that was starting gardening a couple of years ago. And it's 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 a handy little thing for, yeah. for newbies. There's and, so um, many great tools out there online that you can just use is, for free. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. This is pretty sturdy if you just wanted something. But yeah, yep. There is free stuff too. Like if you put in... I can't remember. Maybe it's even the Almanac has it. There's several different websites. If you just put in your zip code. Yeah. Yeah. It will give you growing like, zones. and Yeah. It will give you start inside, mm -hmm. start outside. Yeah. You know, buy seed or buy plant. It'll give you almost all the information. Uh, now, some of the yeah. more interesting varieties like you and I grow or some of these more permaculture plants, they may not have in there, but you can usually go by breed. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely something you want to do. You definitely, if you're going to play in your garden, oh, yeah. you got to consider all the things. You got to think about the dates, when you're going to put stuff in, when, what you're going to have to protect, what you don't have to protect. There's some things you can plant and a, a light frost isn't going to hurt it at all. You know, right. uh, some things that will kill it dead. So, well, um, and there's certain seeds that won't even germinate until the soil's a certain specific temperature. temperature. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, you definitely want to plant out your garden. No, we, we don't want to try to make it sound difficult or anything because no, no. it's not, but there, there's just some things to consider that you want to, you definitely want to look yeah. up and consider. But, you know, um, having success helps you want to keep going. And just not planting too early does help you have better success. And well, I always recommend those rewarding. really easy plants like radish and lettuce. And yeah, yeah. You can't. You said you can't grow radish very good though up there. I just haven't. It's probably up me. <laughs> I just haven't been able to. So I do. That is something I am. I thought maybe it was something I needed a little bit more laser focus on. So it is something I'm growing in my winter garden right now. Just oh yeah, okay. My winter garden's super small, and I figure if I can just pay attention better to it, maybe I can develop a skill to grow them. I always like to plant a few of those things, even if I don't eat a ton of them, that grow really fast. Because well, that's they the just they, they just give you fast. that they just give you that uh, yeah. initial boost, you know, that's like, oh yes, I already got stuff I'm harvesting just a couple weeks into planting, basically. Yeah, I love that. Radishes are that. They oh just yeah, grow super, super fast. fast. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the first things you'll get out of your garden for sure. But anyway, yeah, lots of good information there. Go look it up. And don't waste those those nasty days. Get out there and, and get in your house even and do something garden related that, you know, it's going to benefit you in the springtime for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I have. You have anything else you want to add? I think that's it. I can't think of anything. All right. Well, folks, uh, thanks for joining us today. And uh, until the next episode, happy homesteading and God bless. And grow where you're planted. Looking around, I finally see, I think I need a change. 
The rat race I wanna flee My world I'll rearrange I'm getting back to the roots Of how it's meant to be Growing gardens, picking fruit Racing livestock, living free Grandma did sitting on her front porch, hunting and fishing like a kid. Once you've done all of your chores, it's a Today 